Didn't that make her the hamperer? Leon wiped his nose on the sleeve of his pajamas and braced himself for the third-grade report. It was now Mr. Joost's turn to get his licks in. Mr. Joost wrote, Leon's handwriting is significantly below grade level, and he is challenged by even the most basic manual tasks, such as tying his laces. At this juncture, I would seriously encourage corrective measures. One suggestion? Flute lessons might improve his finger movement. Leon had always wondered why his mother forced him to take music classes with Miss Brunelleschi. Now he knew. The home reports felt like strikes one, two, and three, and that made it all the more odd that the only nice words in the whole secret history came from Skip Kasparitis, the former minor league pitcher who taught P.E. Coach Kasparitis wrote, Leon is a real treat and a very special kid. His coordination needs work, but there's no question he's a champ. And if he ever learns to master his passion, I'll tell you this. Leon Zeisel is the kind of kid who could make magic. 2. Try More Towers A dog barked from somewhere upstairs. Leon glanced out the window. The lights on the convention center sign snapped off. It was late. He tucked the three sheets of paper back into the envelope and tucked himself back into bed. Some home report, he thought, as he built a tent with his blankets. I could have done a better job myself. That was certainly true. And what's more, if Leon had written his own home report, he would have stuck to the assignment. There would have been no mention of macaroni necklaces, that's for sure. He would have focused his home report on his home. Try More Towers, a wedding cake-shaped six-tiered hotel his mother called the finest one-star lodgings in the city. For a long time, Leon had assumed that the single gold star on the plaque near the key rack meant his hotel was tops. After all, he received a single gold star from Miss Brunelleschi only when he managed to make his flute do exactly what it was supposed to, and that didn't happen too often. Then his mom set him straight about the whole star system. Adults like getting lots of stars, sweetie, she said. They're greedy that way. Leon didn't care what grown-ups thought. He loved his hotel just as it was. Actually, the lack of stars was a good thing, Leon decided. Because the Trimore wasn't snazzy, it attracted guests that snootier hotels turned away. Elegant five-star establishments would never give a room to a seal act or a snake handler. The Trimore did. In fact, it was the only hotel in the city that had an all-pets-welcome sign posted above the reception desk. On some days, the Trimore lobby resembled a petting zoo. That didn't make Maria, Leon's favorite housekeeper, terribly happy. But over time, she had learned to take precautions. Along with her normal cleaning supplies, Maria relied on a highly effective product called Poop Begone. Also, she kept the reception desk stocked with diapers in all different sizes. You never knew when a chimp or a llama might check in wearing a soiled nappy, or worse, no nappy at all. Obviously, animals weren't the only guests staying at the Trimore. The hotel also booked humans, most of whom attended meetings at the convention center across the street. Leon liked that, too. The convention center attracted all kinds of intriguing people. Detectives, stuntmen, contortionists, potato chip tasters. And the best part was, they often left behind stuff that couldn't fit into their suitcases. That's where Maria came in. 
If she found an interesting freebie while cleaning a room, she'd save it for Leon. She'd presented him with blinking refrigerator magnets, pen lights, a juggling pin, and a policeman's badge. Once Maria gave him a bag of potato chips the size of a pillowcase. There were other matters Leon would have mentioned in his home report. For instance, how many places actually pay you to live there? And it wasn't just his mom, the Trimore night manager, who got that deal. Leon was on the payroll, too. Every week, the hotel bookkeeper would make out a check to Mr. L. Zeisel for the sum of $3. It was Leon's job to maintain the lobby signboard. That meant fetching the daily VIP guest list from his mom, along with an old wooden letterbox that had a sturdy brass latch shaped like a question mark. The box was divided into 64 compartments, ideal for separating the 26 letters of the alphabet, upper and lower case, plus all the numbers from 0 through 9. Actually, that only adds up to 62, but the weird thingamabobs, the ampersands and the dollar signs and the pounds, and the very useful exclamation points, filled the two spare cubbies. Leon would use the letters, numbers, and thingamabobs to reproduce the VIP list on a signboard covered in black felt. Leon's penmanship might have been significantly below grade level, but his signboard usually deserved an A+. The day before the start of fourth grade, Leon had positioned the white plastic letters to read, The Welcome the West Coast Mime Company! Exclamation point. Hava Vivi, Colorado Kavava Punchers! Exclamation point. Leon loved exclamation marks. He felt they turned VIPs into VVIPs. Another benefit of exclamation marks was that they drew attention away from a major signboard problem, the missing W's. No one at the hotel knew how it happened, but all the W's, both upper and lower case, had disappeared. This forced Leon to substitute side-by-side -side V's. He experimented for a while with upside-down M's, but they kept falling off the felt. After diligently straightening the letters and punctuation marks, Leon would latch the wooden box and inspect the work that earned him his weekly paycheck. Still, not everything about life at the Trimore was great. Actually, there were some things that were downright lousy. The Ice Queen, for instance. The Ice Queen was an ancient ice maker that occupied an alcove on the far side of his bedroom wall. The noise it made drove Leon bonkers. Leon hated the Ice Queen. Just thinking about her turned his blood to, well, ice. She reminded him of the fairy tale witch of the same name. In the storybooks, the Ice Queen cast an evil spell that forced the entire village to sleep for one hundred years. But his Ice Queen, the one rattling in the hotel hallway, did the exact opposite. She prevented sleep. Her spell was always the same. It began with three harsh clicks, followed by a long, obnoxious buzz. Then she would tease her victims by falling silent. The silence could last one minute, it could last ten, yet the Ice Queen always revived her hex, creating a bed-rattling hullabaloo as she spat ice cubes into a large metal bucket. Click, 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 bzzz. The sound from the far side of the bedroom wall forced Leon deeper under his blanket. Grind, groan, rumble, crash! Leon re-emerged from his dark, hot bunker and looked around the room. The ice maker's thunderous finale had been so intense, it had knocked loose some of the pushpin flags stuck into the map of the world above his bed. 
Leon squinched his eyes and clucked his tongue, hoping a counter-hex would silence the Ice Queen. No such luck. Within seconds, she started up once more. Click, click, click. Bzzz. Leon couldn't stand it. Still in pajamas, he fled the hotel apartment and rode the elevator down to the lobby. He marched over to the reception desk. Mom, he moaned, she's doing it again. I'm sorry, sweetie, his mother said, knowing instantly who she was. I did make some calls, but that machine is so darn old I can't find anyone to quiet her down. Leon ducked under the counter and planted himself near the key rack. She won't shut up, he complained. His mom nodded sympathetically. It's the mimes, Leon. They've been whooping it up ever since they arrived. Maria just told me they've wiped out four minibars and the candy dispenser. Funny. I'd have expected the cowpunchers to be the rowdy ones, but they've turned out to be quiet as church mice. Mom, can I... Leon hesitated. Emma Zeisel looked at her son's pale, anxious face. The dark circles under his eyes worried her. Tell you what, she said. Go fetch me a sandwich, and I'll fix up a bunk for you down here. How does that sound? It's a deal, said Leon. He was already starting to feel better. You want the usual, Mom? I do, said Emma Zeisel before she had to turn away and help a cowpuncher change rooms because of a backed-up toilet. The Trimore's coffee shop, like the hotel that housed it, was a small operation. Four booths, six stools of counter service, and one very plump woman who kept the whole place going.